Hey, hello everyone. I am your host, David B. Foster. Welcome to the Good Life Podcast. Hope you have um, been having a great week. Uh, we are definitely um, praying for you and we are um, praying for those that you are connected to. Hoping that you will find your purpose and that you know you will experience the good life God has promised to you. Today I want to talk about um, something that I've kind of been noticing and something that I myself have been working uh, to create. And that is, um, I'm continually working to create that because I think that uh, it's a process, uh, healthy environments. So I'm going to talk about healthy environments. And so when I think about healthy environments, um, of course, what first comes to mind is your home. Um, a lot of us, be honestly and truthfully, we really don't spend the majority of our times at home. And so what our homes are, or what our homes should be, they should be our sanctuaries. They should be our places where we can um, let our hair down or where we can uh, relax, where we can find peace. And so it's important when we're talking about healthy environments that we understand the components that's necessary in order to make that happen. Uh, initially, I, I think about um, the Garden of Eden, and I think about that as being like the perfect environment, right? Think about everything that was there. We think about um, everything that it took to create it, and we think about how God, in his uh, foreknowledge and in his love, he put everything in place there in the garden for Adam, Eve, and their, um, uh, initially, you know, for their family to have a healthy environment. And so when we, when we are considering the Garden of Eden, we should consider that ourselves, you know, not just in our homes, but in our places of business, our workplaces, our churches, um, our cars, you know, wherever we at, the environment needs to be conducive to our character. That's good, right? Our environments need to be conducive to our character. What I mean by that, because what's peaceful for you may not be peaceful for me. And what's relaxing uh, or therapeutic for me may not translate into the same type of vibe or, um, you know, uh, emotionally and spiritual um, um, awakening that you, that, that you may have, right? And, uh, you know, in other words, different things work for different people. And so our environment should be conducive to our characters. And so when we think again of the Garden of Eden, we think about how God carefully and meticulously created that space and that place for Adam and Eve. In other words, he had their character, their personality, their likes and their dislikes in mind when he created that. And so when you when you are um thinking about having a healthy environment, number one, you you can't just take it for granted that it's going to happen. No, you're going to have to be mindful, 
You're going to have to be intentional and you're going to have to create the environment that you desire to have, you know, wherever that is. And as much as possible, when you have, you know, autonomy or when you have the ability to control that environment, then it's important for you to input that in whichever way possible. I remember when I worked for um, a particular company, um, major Fortune 500 company, we were in customer service and we worked there and each one of us had our own desk cubicle. You know, you were assigned and that, and that's pretty much where you were unless they redesigned or were going through some type of um, 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 remodeling uh, then you move, but you you pretty much know where you were going to see it day in day out. I was there um, um, five years, and I think I changed seats maybe twice. Um, but even though I was not the um, I was not the CEO, I was not the boss, and I wasn't even you know a manager at this particular place, I still um, took the liberties that were afforded to me to create a healthy environment. What I mean by that, everybody knew, the entire um, call center knew that you can find two things on my desk. Uh, one was a Bible, and number two, there was, um, I had this blue lamp, and I had a lamp plugged in, and I, when I would come in, the light would be on. When I was not at work or off, that light would be off. And so people knew, even they, if they didn't see me, like I said, at my desk, um, if they saw that light on, they knew I was there, right? But they saw it off, they said, oh, David's not here today, right? But that was part of me creating my environment, and that was part of me helping to um, create a place that was conducive to my character, right? Now, I didn't set up a podium, microphone, speakers, and start preaching. No, but that Bible was there every day. And it was sometimes, you know, depending on the workflow or what was going on, I could not open the Bible. I couldn't even have it there. But it was there because that was that, that provided me a sense of, you know, peace and normalcy of what I would do if I were at home. And, and it became, um, you know, a Bible that many people would come by and um, asked could they borrow and read it, and, and, and it really became a, a great uh, witnessing tool in that aspect, right? And so, you know, don't look for excuses of why your environment is negative. No, look for reasons and opportunities where you can create positivity, and you can do what's necessary to cause that environment to reflect a piece of your character in whichever way possible, right? It may be that you um, make sure your uniform is is iron, or you send it to the dry cleaners, right? Everybody else just comes to work, their uniform is wrinkled, right? And they, you know, they don't take care of it. You know, do something that exudes um, your character, so others can know who you are, and that's going to help you to create an environment that's conducive. Now, again, if we look at eating, we know that environments are not perfect and also 
we cannot control every aspect in the environment. And at times, there will be enemies and serpents that will try to creep into your environment to disturb your peace um, that you've created. And so be aware of that. You know, guard yourself. Um, be in prayer um, and be aware of what's going on uh, in your environments. And so you have to create that environment. Um, also, you have to sustain that environment, right? Sustainability, right? And part of the, part of the, um, part of what you're going to need to do to sustain that environment is that you're going to have to make sure that, again, there are no enemies that creep in to your environment. And now enemies, they sometimes, they can be physical or they also, they can be spiritual. Uh, scripture says, there's a scripture that says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against every principality, right? Um, and so we understand that our battles are not always physical. There, You may have a work environment or you may have a, a family environment that, challenges you spiritually right and so first and foremost what you have to do is look past that person right and look and see what's the root and what's causing any friction or any calamity or what's causing then your environment to be disturbed in such a way where you can't find peace you can't find a relaxation that's important and so you have to sustain that and find. And so let's say you have a challenging situation at work or at home or school, whatever the case may be, find you um, a secret place, right? Find you a quiet place. And that quiet place may be a closet at home. That quiet place may be upstairs. It may be in the backyard, right? It may be your car, just sitting in the car in the garage, right? It may be the bathroom, right? Um, if you're a worker, you may have to go in the bathroom and go to the, st the stall, and you may not even have to use the restroom, but just have you five minutes of time where you can pray, meditate, and um, help to sustain your environment that you need to be healthy, right? It's important. It's important. Unhealthy environments create unhealthy people. I'll say that one more time. It's very simple, but it's profound. Unhealthy environments create unhealthy people. If you are trying to diet, if you're trying to, uh, let's say, eat healthier, right? Right? Based upon the choices you make at the grocery store, those choices are going to affect the choices you make at home or they're going to affect the choices you can or cannot make at home. Let me say it like this. If you're trying to not eat cookies, right? Or whatever, donuts or something, or, or you're trying to not drink uh, as many carbonated drinks, right? The choice you make at the store is going to affect the choice you, you have to make at home, right? In other words, if you don't buy any drinks, you don't buy any sweets, 
then when you get home, guess what? You won't you won't have the choice to be able to partake in these things, right? And so what that means is you have to sustain that environment, right? Right? You have to sustain that environment. Let's say you 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 are on a healthy um, eating journey, right? And so what you should do is, my suggestion, if you want to have something sweet, eat it outside of your home, right? Or or have you a drink when you're at a restaurant or you're stopping by a particular place to eat. Eat it there, right? Or drink it there. But then when you get home, guess what? Now your environment is still intact and your environment that you're creating a healthy eating environment home is still sustained. And that one, whatever you call it, cheap meal or whatever, is not going to have um, a consistent impact on you because you don't have the ability and choice to eat that every day, right? And so when those, let's say, urges come for you to have something sweet, it's going to take more effort for you to get in the car Right, drive, go and get that um that that piece of pie or that cookie or that donut or go and buy a drink, right? You're gonna to begin to start to weigh the effort and eventually I'm telling you, you will have a um um a sustainable environment that's gonna provide you strength enough to be able to overcome these particular challenges, right? So let's say it's something that's uh, mental or something that's emotional. Again, it's important for you to find a place where you can get away from the distractions and the disturbances that's, that are causing your um, mental and emotional state to be uh, rattled or your mental and emotional state to be challenged. And so that place, again, may be you going to the restroom or going to a closet or going to the garage or backyard or taking a walk, whatever that is. When you do it on a consistent basis, that provides sustainability. And that sustainability provides you an outlet which is going to be able to um, consistently feed your environment, right? Now, remember in the Garden of Eden, it talks about it has four rivers, right? And so these rivers are like, they're like tributaries or they're, they're feeding back into the garden. In other words, because these rivers are not, um, because these rivers are consistently flowing or consistently moving, even if it's not at a rapid pace, it's causing um, the environment of eating to be, of of um, the Garden of Eden to be healthy. In other words, um, if there's no movement, if there's no um, no flow, then what happens is stagnation sets in. And then when stagnation sets in, then stagnation becomes a breeding ground for um, for various things. I'm, I'm talking about like in a lake or water or in, um, in the ocean, right? If there if there's like a if water that sits, water is going to continually to deteriorate if there's no movement. It's going to become a breeding ground, rather for parasites, for gnats, for mosquitoes, um, for all different types of things 
that um, are going to be detrimental to your environment. And so the same goes for you um, that happens in that the things that happen in the garden, the same thing that happens in your life. There has to be a consistent flow. Right. And sometimes you have to create that flow. Right. There may be an inflow or them and or you have to create an outflow right in other words there needs to be an outlet that allows you to continue to have this environment to be conducive to you right healthy environments are important healthy environments create healthy people right whether you healthy mentally healthy physically emotionally or spiritually whatever the case may be if your environments are not healthy, then it will have a physical effect and a toll on your overall health, right? Uh, and sometimes you have to really change environments, right? Uh, especially if it's a job or um, a place of employment that's continually stressful. I can't tell you the number of people uh, we've talked to, we've met, um, that we know have had health challenges because they work in a certain toxic environment and because they that environment was was unhealthy it affected their physical health and when they changed jobs and careers they immediately began to see um, changes in their health their blood pressure um, their eating habits they found out that there was a lot of emotional eating going on to cope with the stress that they were facing and so i encourage you Pray about your environments. Pray about creating healthy environments. Pray about sustaining healthy environments because it's important to who you are and not only who you are, to who you are becoming. That's important. All right? Till next time, that we see you. Remember to subscribe on this podcast. Share it with someone who you believe needs to hear this. Uh, and we will be back with you soon. Remember, we're creating a good life that God has wants for us. Peace.